through the annals of time. Poetry and music beautifully shine. Soul with awe and grace. When the moon is round and bright. Hangzhou Rendezvous. This is Hangzhou Rendezvous. Just a side note, I share my name with the Mid Autumn Festival. Yes, Zhongqiu Jie in Chinese. The Mid Autumn Festival, which falls on September the 29th this year, is a traditional Chinese holiday celebrating family reunions. It's also one of China's most poetic holidays, and if you were to choose one of the most poetic places to celebrate it, Hangzhou would undoubtedly be among the top choices. So today, follow me to the enchanting city of Hangzhou, the capital city of Zhejiang Province in East China, surrounded by bustling lanes, vibrant markets, tranquil tea farms, and serene lakes. As we embark on a magical journey that celebrates the rich heritage of this captivating location, let's have a heartfelt experience together. More than a thousand years ago, in China's Tang Dynasty, the renowned poet Bai Juyi once served as an official in Hangzhou. After leaving the city, he composed the classic line, It's Hangzhou I Adore. Since then, this verse has resonated with countless people from diverse backgrounds and cultures in their sentiments towards Hangzhou. Among those who were impressed by Hangzhou was Marco Polo, the Venetian merchant who traveled from Europe to Asia some 700 years ago and remained in China for almost two decades. In his memory, Hangzhou was the city of heaven. For the adventurer, it was, quote, 
beyond dispute the finest and the noblest in the world. End quote. In his note, he wrote with wonder, "The number and wealth of the merchants, and the amount of goods that passed through their hands, was so enormous that no man could form a just estimate thereof." If Marco Polo were here now, what would he say about the city today? The fast-growing high-tech and digital economy, and the green and friendly living environment—wondrous indeed. In 2016, Hangzhou hosted the G20 summit. At the press conference of the closing ceremony, President Xi Jinping expressed his sentiments about Hangzhou with that same Baijiu Yi poem: "When can I visit once more? It's Hangzhou I adore." 五十云，最意是杭州，期待何日更重游。谢谢大家。二十一时十六分。Seven years later, Hangzhou joyfully embraces visitors from all corners once again, hosting the 19th Asian Games. 杭州第十九届亚洲运动会开幕。You're listening to Hangzhou Rendezvous. Sound and music, isn't it? I'm Zhongqiu, and you're listening to Hangzhou Rendezvous. The sound of the rolling Qiantang River waves is perfectly matched with the majestic drum beats and the profound resonance of the French horn. The laurels fallen from the moon I'd like to store, and watch in the pavilion rise the tidal bore. In the memories of the poet Bai Juyi, the tidal bore of the Qiantang River in Hangzhou was also the most unforgettable. If you visit Hangzhou around the time of the Mid Autumn Festival, be sure not to miss Bai's recommendation and witness the renowned Qiantang River tides. Influenced by astronomical and geographical factors, every year on the 18th day of the eighth lunar month. Tides from the East China Sea surge into Hangzhou Bay. These silvery waves roll and roar like thunder as they travel upstream for 200 kilometers, creating a spectacular sight. The roaring tide of the Qiantang River is such a marvelous spectacle that only the Amazon River's surging tide rivals it. I met Mr. Zhu Feng, a local photographer. On the bank of Qiantang River, Mr. Zhu has been watching the tides since childhood, and has dedicated an impressive photo collection to the Qiantang River tidal bore. 
I ask him if he had been hit by big waves when he was a child. 小的时候有没有被大浪拍过？大浪拍过倒没有，见是见见过了。啊，对，整个大浪冲。No, I didn't get hit, but I saw those big waves rushing up. If we were going to watch the tidal ball the next morning, we'd be so excited that we couldn't sleep at night. At the crack of dawn, we would get here by boat, but it would have been already packed. 到了这里全是人。那一年要来拍几次？我一年，嗯，将近个一百多次吧。Walking and chatting with Mr. Zhu Feng by the riverside, I really pay tribute to Mr. Zhu's enthusiasm. He spends almost a third of a year in taking photos of the Chiantang River tidal wall, and he has been doing that for 18 consecutive years, non-stop. <laughs> the tidal wall has its own joy, anger, sorrow, and happiness, just like human beings. In fact, when it's happy, it will dance too. Really. There were all shapes of tidal balls, like from fish scale or crisscross. But when it's not happy, it gets angry and billows up with a bang. After observing the tides for so many years, he had an interesting discovery. Mr. Zhu also showed me some old pictures of the Chiantang River tidal ball. He compared these old photos with today's scenery and found a perfect match. Once I found a photo taken by a foreigner in 1892. This is the scene here. I was trying to match his camera position. See, here is the tower. Here is also the tower. Spot on match. It was like a century-old dialogue between the past and the present. The tower and the riverbank are still the same, but after 100 years. People's spirit has completely changed. Hundreds of years have passed. Tides come and go. The tide watching tower stands still, and there have been generations of people witnessing the miracles of the nature. Perhaps over a thousand years ago, a Chinese poet named Pan Lang also stood on the bank of the Chiantang River. He loved Hangzhou so much, and wrote ten poems about Hangzhou all at once, among which was one about the Chiantang River waves. Presenting the Chinese version of the poem to us is China's diving queen, the multiple Olympic gold medalist Wu Mingxia. Wu's ancestral home is Hainan, located in the north of Zhejiang Province, facing the Chiantang River in the south. The connection to water and the tides. Runs deep within her blood. Hello, I'm Wu Minxia. I'm a sportswoman and a mother of two. My father is from Hainan. He used to take me with him when I was a kid. When I was little. I would watch the tidal ball from far away. In fact, at that place, I would feel like releasing some of my stress because I love water. And when I hear the sound of water, I feel like I'm relaxing. From far away, you can hear the sound of the tide. Sometimes it's very rhythmic. 
It's the kind of rhythm that makes you want to get closer and take a look. It's such a gripping sound. Chang 九泉自听, Long Remembering the Tide, by Pan Lang. From distant memories, I recall watching the tides. Townsmen jostled, vying for views by the riverbanks. Arriving, the tides seemingly drained the boundless seas. Their roars resembled thousands of beating drums. Tide players stood atop the waters. Red flags in their hands didn't even get wet from the waves. Afterwards, the scenes came up several times in dreams. Even upon waking, I still felt in the heart the shocks and chills. The diving queen Wu Mingxia mentioned Nong Chao'er in the poem. Do you know what a Nong Chao'er is? Let me put it this way. The Nong Chao'er, person playing the sea, a risk taker portrayed in Pan Lang's poem, could be regarded as one of the earliest surfers. According to historical records, whenever the high tide arrived each year, skilled swimmers from Hangzhou would carry colorful flags to welcome the incoming tide with drum beats. If the tail of the flag remained dry, it indicated their exceptional skills. Although this tradition has long since faded, we can still witness more Nongchao'er in the Asian Games, participating in swimming, rowing, sailing, and even dragon boat racing. In Chinese culture, Nongchao'er also refers to those who dare to lead, innovate, and move on courageously. In this context, the city of Hangzhou, named the happiest city in China for 16 consecutive years, deserves to be recognized as a pioneering force in urban development, a true example of the spirit of Nongchao'er. This is Hangzhou Rendezvous. It's Hangzhou I adore, 
I adore the Qiantang River tidal bore. I adore the Wester Lake. Whereas the tide represents perhaps Hangzhou's passionate side, the West Lake is its tender face. The great writer of Song Dynasty, Su Shi, of some 900 years ago, knew how to adore this tender face with his literary talent. If we were to create a popularity ranking for poetic descriptions of the West Lake in Hangzhou by ancient Chinese poets, Su Shi's famous lines in Praising the West Lake in the Rain would most likely claim the top spot. Today, reading the Chinese version of the poem for us are four Asian Games volunteers from China, Thailand, India, and Vietnam. Uh, 你们可以看到我 Praising West Lake in the rain, Su Shi. The brimming waves delight the eyes on sunny days. The dimming hills present rare views in rainy haze. West Lake may be compared to beauty of the West whether she's richly adorned or plainly dressed. How do you like the comparison between the West Lake and Xishi or Miss West, regarded as one of the four greatest beauties in China's ancient history? The poem describes the beauty of the lake in varying weather conditions, expressing an aesthetic attitude towards life. Whether sunny or rainy, natural or heavily made up, the innate beauty is ever-present. It remains unaltered, only further enhanced. Only those with perceptive eyes can truly see this real, enduring beauty. Poet Su Shi could never have anticipated that 800 years later, an American named Benjamin March would venture from afar to Hangzhou passionately incorporating Su's persona and the picturesque scenery into his own poem. In 1925, the newlywed March and his wife chose the West Lake as their honeymoon destination. The 26-year-old Benjamin March had studied extensively in East Asian art history. He felt a deep connection to this romantic city, which was amplified by his childhood memories of traveling with his parents. In the diary entry dated July 9, 1925, Mr. March wrote, Thursday, July 9th. In the afternoon, however, we decided to go out to the island of three pools of the moon's reflection, partly to get the boat ride and partly to enable me to get some sketches of the little stone pagodas in the lake out there. 
In front of us were three small stone pagodas, marking the spots where poet Sue placed similar monuments many years ago to suppress the unruly spirits lurking in the three deep pools there. Later that evening, Benjamin March turned this experience of a spiritual journey with Sushi into a short poem. Reading the poem for us is our special guest, who accidentally discovered Benjamin March's story with Hangzhou. Professor Shen Hong is from Zhejiang University. He's a local Hangzhouer. Moon Gold by Benjamin March the three pools of the moon reflection caught the gold of the fifth month's moon, full-rounded, tossed to them. The spirits knew this. Those who lurked in goldless depths, a poet knew this. Sue, who put the stone pagodas there, we knew this. We who laughed as gold dripped from our fingers, who would not come from half the world away to catch the gold, the fifth month's full moon, tossed into the three pools of the moon reflection. Fate is so wonderfully indescribable. The beauty of Westlake allowed two poets from China and America to form a transcendent connection across time and space. And the story continues as Professor Shen Hong translated Benjamin March's diary into Chinese and published it together with those precious old photos. I discovered the story of Benjamin March by chance. I've co-written a book with an American author. Then he introduced me to the Smithsonian Institution. They have a museum called the Freya Gallery. I asked them, do you have any old photos of Hangzhou in your archives? They said yes, and sent me a batch of compressed photos. I saw old photos of the honeymoon taken by Benjamin March. Many of them are rarely seen. For example, the original Royal Street, the Westlake, the original gate to Hupao Spring Park. They took a donkey cart to Hupao. Benjamin March lived in Hangzhou for a month and kept a diary every day. The content of this diary matched the photos. Professor Shen Hong told me that he really enjoys riding a bike and having a walk by the lake in his daily life. And he likes to collect old pictures of the city. Many important events happen and people forget about them in a few years. But an old photo captures a frozen moment. So when we look for old photos, we're actually searching for the forgotten memories of the past, bit by bit. At the beginning of the 20th century, 
intercontinental liners became popular, thus made Hangzhou a popular honeymoon destination for foreigners, including Benjamin March. But March was not the only foreign poet who was amazed by the beauty of the West Lake. A year before he came to the West Lake for his honeymoon, another world-famous poet was also deeply moved by the beauty of the lake. During his first visit to China in 1924, Rabindranath Tagore made a cherished stopover at the West Lake and wrote a poem right there on the spot, paying homage to the lake's alluring beauty. Reading the poem for us is my Indian friend, Ms. Rajini. She is an Indian restaurant owner in Hangzhou and has been living in the city for nearly two decades. You may be amazed by her Chinese. Shan zan zai naar gao ru yuan zhuang Shui zai tada zhao xia Shui feng bo dang Hao xiang qing qiu ta shi de dan shi ta gao ao de bu dong The hills are shrouded in mist and embraced by the lake at the foot the water is waving gently with the breeze, as if asking the hills to move. But the proud hills stand still. It is said that Rabindranath Tagore had an intense fondness for the West Lake. While departing from Hangzhou, Tagore told Chinese poet Xu Zhimo, who served as his interpreter, that he really wanted to buy a cottage by the lake to extend his stay for a few more days. Compared with Tagore, Xu Zhimo was much luckier. Xu, who reshaped contemporary poetry style of China, spent his teenage years in Hangzhou. His favorite Westlake view is the Thunder Peak Tower in the moonlight. In 1923, he wrote a poem named Yue Xia Lei Feng Ying Pian, Shadow of the Thunder Peak Tower in the Moonlight. <laughs> This poem was composed to music by the famous musician He Luteng in 1936 and became the soundtrack of a movie. The singer was Wang Renmei, a famous Chinese movie star at the time. Reading the poem for us is Mr. Jin Xiaoyu, a gifted and prolific translator, also a native of Hangzhou. Mr. Jin was visually impaired during his childhood. Later, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. However, he found a weapon to fight against the fate due to translation. So far, he has translated and published more than 20 books. Shadow of the Thunder Peak Tower in the Moonlight 
I give you a shadow of the Thunder Peak Tower, thick black and white clouds in the sky. I give you the top of the Thunder Peak Tower, where the moonlight spills over the tranquil ripples. In the deep dark night, the lingering tower shadows, round the moonlight, delicate scales of waves. If you and I sway in an uncovered small boat, if you and I create a completely perfect dream. 中秋 ，Welcome to Hangzhou Rendezvous. Among the famous ten scenes of West Lake, besides the three pools of the moon reflection, San Tan Yin Yue, there is another scene associated with the moon, known as Autumn Moon over the Calm Lake, Pinghu Qiu Yue. During the crisp days of early autumn, when West Lake's surface becomes as smooth as a mirror. A radiant autumn moon hangs in the clear sky. The moonlight and the tranquil lake waters complement each other, earning it the name "Autumn Moon Over the Calm Lake." This picturesque scenery can be echoed by this beautiful tune you're hearing now, which is also named "Autumn Moon Over the Calm Lake." In the 1930s, a Chinese musician named Lu Wencheng was inspired by this scenery during his visit to the West Lake on Mid-Autumn Day, and composed this Chinese folk music classic.
What a poetic tune! For thousands of years, people have always expressed their feelings to the moon. It seems that there are endless poems, melodies, and stories behind the bright moonlight. When Chinese people talk about the moon during the Mid Autumn Festival, they often recall Chang'e, the moon goddess. In Chinese mythology, Chang'e was the wife of a heroic archer who was rewarded for his skill by the gods with the gift of an elixir of immortality. One day, while her husband was away, she drank the potion and ascended to the moon, and the couple was separated forever. Their story inspired countless poems in arts and literature, including those in other Asian cultures. Vietnamese poet Ho Xuan Hong, one of Vietnam's most famous female poets, composed a poem, Questions for the Moon, over 200 years ago. She wondered if the moon goddess was living with her children on the moon. Wen Yue, Hu Chunxiang. 悠悠万载今何在？何故时缺又时圆？问你玉兔有几岁？嫦娥儿女有几双？深夜何故窥子阁？白昼何休对骄阳？五更徘徊待何人？一语山河别有缘。Questions for the Moon, by Ho Sing Huang. How many thousands of years have you been there? Why sometimes slender, sometimes full? How old is the jade rabbit? How many children belong to the Moon Girl? Why do you circle the purple loneliness of night and seldom blush before the sun? Weary past midnight. Who are you searching for? Are you in love with these rivers and hills? Sometimes we hope the moon goddess has the answer to all those lingering questions. Chinese poet and general of Southern Song Dynasty Xin Qiji once posed a question to Lady Chang'e: "As my hair turns grey and time keeps ticking away." How should I confront this reality? Presenting the Chinese verse to us is Ms. Zhang Ning, former world badminton champion and two-time Olympic winner for women's singles in both 2004 and 2008. At the 2008 Beijing Olympics, Zhang Ning was already 33 years old. Despite facing many doubts, she still won the Olympic badminton women's singles championship. 太长饮，健康中秋夜，为吕书前赋，辛弃疾。一轮秋影转金波，飞尽又重磨。把酒问衡娥，披白发，欺人奈何？乘风好去，长空万里，直下看山河。濯去贵婆娑，人道是清光更多。To the tune of Tai Chang Yin, Mid Autumn in Jiankang, by Xin Qiji. 
a disk of autumn gleam alight upon the golden waves. The flying mirror has been polished anew. I raise my cup and ask the moon goddess. More of my hair keeps turning silver, but what can a mere mortal do? I wish to ride the wind and part to cross the boundless sky. Below, I see the mountains and great streams. They say if one could dare to cut the dancing fragrant lunar tree, then one would see more bright and youthful days. The moon cannot answer all the questions, but maybe she can ease one's homesickness. More than 1,300 years ago, a young Japanese man, Abeno Nakamaro, embarked on a journey to China with his companions. They were known as Qian Tang Shi, the Japanese missions to Tang, China. Abe remained and dedicated himself to governmental service. Thirty years later, in his late 50s, Abe decided to go back to Japan. On a full moon night, he boarded a boat bound for home. Gazing upon the bright moon, Abe no Nakamaro wrote a well-known waka, a traditional style of Japanese poetry. Amanohara, Furisake mireba, Kasuga naru, Mikasa no yamani, Ideshi tsukikamo. Chaoshou. Wang Dong Tian Shen Chi Nai Liang Bian San Li Shan Ding Shang Xiang Yu Jiao Yue Yuan Raising my head, I gaze towards the eastern sky. My thoughts get lost at the borders of Nara. Atop Mount Mikasa, I stand. As expected, I see a bright full moon again. Conveying emotions through the moon is commonly seen in the poetry of various Asian cultures and the world as well. Well, I think American singer Frank Sinatra also did this in his famous tune, Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. Right? Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Unfortunately, Abeno Nakamaro failed to return home due to a fierce sea storm. He remained in China and his waka poem endured as a testament to the cultural exchange between China and Japan passed down through generations. His poems were also appreciated by his then-close friend, one of the greatest Chinese poets of all time, Li Bai. Guess who's reading Li Bai for us? It's dubbing artist Lin Zhenhe. He took the role of Li Bai in the animated film depicting the lives of a group of poets dating back to the Tang Dynasty. Hang 
，呼儿江州换美酒，与儿同销万古愁。与儿同销万古愁。静夜思，唐，李白。床前明月光，疑是地上霜。举头望明月，低头思故乡。Thoughts in a Silent Night by Li Bai. Beside my bed, a pool of light. Is it hoar frost on the ground? I lift my eyes and see the moon. I bend my head and think of home. I lift my eyes and see the moon. I bend my head and think of home. It's probably the first classic poem we learn as a child. It also appeared on the special collection of stamps issued by UNESCO on March the 21st, 2015, World Poem Day. For thousands of years, Chinese people have attached their undying love to the moon. The moon dims or shines, it waxes or wanes. We can't help but think of life's ups and downs, missing home, friends, and loved ones. That's why we will always love the moon. It contains the mystery of the universe, and it embraces people's emotions, thoughts, and curiosities. Today, the moon is no longer out of our reach. When we talk about the moon goddess Chang'e, we are not only talking about a lonely deity anymore, but about China's moon exploration journey. The moon is no longer mysterious, but the feelings attached have not changed. Prelude to Water Melody. How rare the moon! So round and clear, with cup in hand, I ask of the blue sky. I do not know in the celestial sphere what name this festive night goes by. I want to fly home, riding the air, but fear the ethereal cold up there. The jade and crystal mansions are so high. Dancing to my shadow, I feel no longer the mortal tie. She rounds the vermilion tower, stoops to silk-pad doors, shines on those who sleepless lie. Why does she, bearing us no grudge, shine upon our parting, reunion, deny? But rare is perfect happiness. The moon does wax, 
the moon does wane. And so men meet and say goodbye. I only pray our life be long and our souls together heavenward fly. Chinese People's Mid Autumn Festival is incomplete without this classic piece, Shui Diao Ge Tou, Prelude to Water Melody. This verse of great poet Su Shi seamlessly blends the phases of the moon with the joys and sorrows of life, making it a true masterpiece among classics. It's so famous that it has been written into a popular song in Chinese. Is ready to say goodbye. Thank you for staying with us, and hope you find this mid-autumn journey to Hangzhou enchanting. People experience joys and sorrows, separations and reunions, just as the moon goes through phases of brightness and darkness. It's an eternal truth that life is full of ups and downs. May we all have long-lasting happiness, and may we admire the same moon. Even when we are thousands of miles apart, 但愿人长久，千里共婵娟。I'm Zhong Qiu. Till we meet again. Oh.
Thank you.